Hey, everybody. Welcome to Parenting Impossible, the special needs survival podcast. I'm your host, Annette Hines, and I'm so happy you're here with us. If you're just joining for the first time, I am a special needs mom, a special needs attorney, and a best-selling author. So please grab your coffee, and if you're like me, you might be listening in your car. I spent a lot of time in the car in my day. And please join us for some important discussions to help you thrive in this complex special needs world. Each week, we're going to chat with parents and experts, and sometimes parents who are experts, to offer compassionate advice for all stages of your life. These are the conversations you would have with your best friend if your best friend was an expert like me. Let's go. Welcome back, podcast fans. I'm your host, Annette Hines, and this is Parenting Impossible, the special needs survival podcast. Well, this is my absolute favorite podcast of the entire year to do. It is my year-end planning podcast, and I'm here to tell you how to update your special needs plan. So the last two years, I've done this with my husband, Mark Worthington. But this year, I am doing this on my own because we have so much going on here. There's been some good, some bad. So unfortunately, uh, Mark lost his dad uh, on Thanksgiving morning. It was really sad. Um, George was 95 and, you know, he was in hospice. We've been through a lot together, but... It was George's time, and um, no matter what you are going through, no matter how sick you are, you know, it doesn't matter how old your parent is. When you lose a parent, you you are still devastated. It is just hard to lose your parent. So we miss George. Um, It was, it was exhausting going through what we went through with him, especially for Mark. Um, and we got behind in our work. Uh, in my last podcast, I was talking about how things have definitely fallen behind here. And we are, you know, sort of uh, seeking some grace these days from our clients, from our family members, from our friends, from everybody out there that we work with that we that we love and care about and that loves and cares about us and so far so good thank you all for for definitely giving us that grace um it has been a journey for sure and on top of that we we bought our own building so we're moving at the end of the year at this time of year which is a very busy time of year for our business Oh my gosh, why? Why are we doing this? Um, But we are. And it is incredibly exciting. It's, you know, being able to be the master of your own destiny, being able to move into your own space, design your own space, and to really, you know, stretch out and to get that feel that you want for your clients, your staff, your team, your just, you know, to work in an environment 
that you want to be in. Oh my gosh. I can't even put it into words how great this feels, but scary. Oh man. Uh, this is, yeah, it's like jumping off a cliff. Anyway, um, that's what's going on in my world. And so we've been busy. Mark is, you know, just ferociously trying to catch up on client work. And we are trying to catch up on family things, get ready for the holidays and get ready for year end. So even still, this is absolutely still my favorite podcast to do. I hope that you love it as much as I do, because this is the time to review your plan, take a look back at everything you've done throughout the year, and just sit with your planning. If you have not met me, let me tell you, I love planning. I really do. I have never met a checklist I haven't loved. I, I I guess it just makes me feel in control. It makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> um, and maybe because I am not neurotypical, you know, I definitely am diverse. And so I feel out of control. A lot of times I worry, I'm very anxious. I don't sleep well. And being able to, you know, have a list, being able to take a look at what I need to do and to review things and double check things and to be super prepared has always been my way of making sure that I have everything right. It's the way I survived school. It's the way that I survive at work and make sure that I'm doing a super good job at everything. And that is no different about making sure that the planning is correct and is the best plan possible for my family. So that's where you start with your list your checklist. So first and foremost, you want to take an inventory of all of your assets. That just basically means all of your stuff. So you want to look back through the year and you want to make sure that you know what your accounts look like. Um, how have they changed throughout the year? Have they grown? Have you spent significantly? Did you buy or sell real estate? For those of you who are lucky enough to have done that in this weird real estate market, it's been a weird year for being able to buy a car. It's, you know, this pandemic has really just wreaked havoc with being able to purchase goods, services, and a lot of different things. The, you know, we've been hearing a lot about the supply chain. Well, it's been true when it, when it came to try to um, turn in the lease for our car, which this was the first time and only time we've ever leased a car, we were um, really disappointed that we leased a car that came due this year because it was the worst time to ever have leased a car, let me tell you. Um, it was a tough time to try to buy a new car. So 
you also probably want to take a look at where your debts stand and make some decisions about paying down debt. And if you don't have a financial advisor, now might be a really good time to think about getting one on board and having them help you take a look at where things are. Now, do you have to do that by the end of the year? No, you do not. This is not that kind of an exercise where you have to tidy everything up in a neat little bow. This is just a review exercise and making yourself a little checklist for things that you need to get to, okay? Just a review, don't hyperventilate. So if you don't have a financial advisor, maybe make yourself a little note that you might want to check in with some friends, check in with your estate planner, check in with other professionals in your life, maybe your CPA, and see who they might recommend that you could use. There are a lot of financial advisors out there that are really good and some not so good. So you might want to get some recommendations. So the next thing, very important step, is you want to check out the people in your documents. Okay, so side note, if you haven't started a plan yet and you don't have documents, that's okay. This is the time when you start thinking about your planning and start thinking about documents and getting a plan together. You can still get started with your planning. This is the time when you start thinking about the people that you would have in your plan and write down on your little list, on your checklist, that you want to make sure that you get a plan in place this year for 2022. And remember how I talked to you about getting some recommendations for a financial planner? This would be the time when you get some recommendations for an estate planner. And by the way, if you have an estate planner that you weren't thrilled about, maybe check your feelings about that and try to figure out, okay, so what was it about that attorney that I wasn't that happy with? You know, what was... What was going on with that relationship that I haven't, you know, fully committed to? And do I need to maybe shop around a little bit and get some, some recommendations for a new planner? And if you're really happy with the planner that you have and it's time to get in there for a review and for a check-in, please do so. A lot of people ask me how often they should check in with their attorney. And I say generally, maybe every three to five years, unless something's going on with you that requires you to check in sooner. And that means, hey, has something changed with you, with your healthcare, with your family situation? Have any you know, people changed in your life? Has there been uh, somebody died, like in my family situation? Has somebody gotten married? Has there been a divorce? New babies born? There are situations in your family that are more likely to drive the planning or changes to the planning than say, you know, law changes. Now at the end of 2019, and we talked about this a lot on the podcast, and also, you know, I've done some webinars and we've sent out blog posts and things like that about the SECURE Act, which was a big tax law change. 
but we don't have very many of those overall. Mostly the things that drive changes to your plan are going to be based on your family changes and your needs. Uh, sometimes there are big changes that are, you know, a surprise, like when I've had people who won the lottery or things like that. Those kinds of things would definitely send you back in to see your estate planner. But this is the time, number two on the checklist, when you're going to check out the people in your documents and make sure that your trustees, your guardians that you've nominated, your agents and your proxies are all still people that you would want. So has anybody moved? Are these people still the right choice? Has anybody, you know, fallen on hard times? Has anybody died? Has anybody become estranged from you? Have you, you know, really like gotten into huge fight with anybody? Yeah. Is there anybody new or newer in your life that you've gotten closer to that you would maybe pick now? As your child, especially your disabled child, gets older, things become more apparent to you that um, new people, I don't mean somebody new to you, but somebody else may occur to you that might be a better choice for a role as guardian or a supporter in some way that may not have been the choice you would have made when they were children. And so as your family ages, your plan also ages and evolves. And that's important to keep taking a look at. So the third thing on my checklist is, has there been any major changes in the law? Well, I just talked to you about that, essentially. Um, there really haven't been any major updates this year. But in 2019, right at the end of the year, we talked about the SECURE Act. And so if you haven't updated your plan since then for the tax law change, you probably want to take a look at the SECURE Act updates for retirement plans. Fourth thing, we really already kind of touched on, have there been any major changes in your family? So like I had in my family, I had someone who passed away recently and that has changed some things in our family. So in our plans, we have some contingencies for caring for our elderly parents and now we have someone who's gone. So we wanna take a look at our plan to see if there are any changes that we would make to our plan because of that fact. Also, you know, um, something that's so hard for me to bring up, I still have a plan that has some, some factors in there related to my daughter, Elizabeth, who passed away eight years ago. So my plan needs to be updated for that factor as well. There's so many people whose plans are, you know, very old and are dealing with minor children. And as your children age, their needs are different. And you really want to be thinking about that as well. So my fifth check on your checklist is 
really important. And this is a step that many people skip. And this is something that you really need to do every year. And that is to write down or update your wishes. And I'll tell you, this is something that I could never do. And as a, as a special needs parent, it is gut-wrenching. It's hard. Um, so a lot of people call this the letter of intent. We joke around and call it the mother of all babysitting notes. Um, this is where you get to write down all of the things that people need to know when you're gone. And um, and it, it can be really, really hard to do. And my recommendation is that you start small and you just build from there. What would you want somebody to know about your child and your family if you went out for the night and you weren't coming back? Who are those key people in your child's life? What things do they like to do? What makes them who they are? Don't start listing out the medications and the, you know, the transportation schedule and the this and the that. You can add to all of that stuff later. Eventually people come up with this humongous binder. But first and foremost, it is really important for your trustee to understand how to make decisions about distributions and spending the money. Next, it's very important for the guardian that you pick to know what decisions to make that you would make if you were still here. They have to stand in your shoes and they have to stand in the shoes of your child. And so they need to know something about your family. As that person who's, who makes those decisions as a professional, on the rare occasion that I have something from a parent or a family member that guides me, I am so grateful, most grateful. But it is rare to have a letter of intent or some kind of guidance. It is rare. That's not to say that we can always fulfill every wish, like the parent who says, I want my child to live in the family home forever and ever. That's one that doesn't get fulfilled very often. But it is good to know what is important to that parent, because then we can work towards the, the, um, the essence of the sentiment as opposed to the exact letter of the sentiment. So I do have a few clients that will, you know, set a date and stick to that date and every year update their letter and add more to it. And I think that is really a good way to go. And so my last tip, number six, is to talk to your family about your plan. I know this is this is not pleasant, right? Nobody wants to sit around the table at Thanksgiving or or whatever your winter holiday is, uh, or 
you know, New Year's Day or what have you and say, okay, everybody, here's my estate plan and this is what's going to happen when I die. Not to mention the fact that many family feuds get started over money. And many of my parents do not want to talk to their adult children about money. It is very uncomfortable. But there is a certain amount of decisions that you can share with them. And I want you to think about what parts of your plan and what parts of your wishes you can talk about with them, especially if you're nominating adult children into any roles at all. They need to understand what your wishes are so that they are not blindsided by them. They need to know if there's an opt-in clause, meaning that they don't need to serve if they can't or don't want to in any role for their disabled sibling. It's a lot of responsibility. They need to know where the assets are being held if they're expected to step in. They need to know what your healthcare wishes are if you're expecting them to step in as your healthcare agent. They, they just need to know any of the things that we had talked about previous in numbers one through five. And again, like everything else, start slow, have a gradual conversation, even to the point where you can tell them, you know, the planning is done and it's all set and here's where my paperwork is. And if you need anything, go talk to my attorney. Her name is Annette Hines or his name is, you know, Joseph Smith. And here's how you find him or her. And you can start there. It's a good beginning. Um, I like to tell this story about my daughter, Caroline, because it was so poignant of a moment for me. When Caroline was really young, she was maybe, you know, like six, I want to say. And Elizabeth was maybe like nine or 10. Uh, I used to have no help for Elizabeth, who was very, very disabled, physically disabled, on Sundays. So Sunday morning, I would spend a few hours getting Elizabeth ready for the day. It would be meds and, and wash up and changing undergarments and hooking up a G-tube feeding and you know, doing her exercises and putting on braces and just all kinds of things, getting her up into her wheelchair. And, you know, it, it would take a long time. And since I was all alone as a single parent, Caroline, who was, you know, little at the time, and, and again, she was really young, would be sitting there in the room with me, probably watching TV because there was nothing else to do. Um, she looked over at me at one point and said to me, mom, when am I going to have to change Elizabeth's diaper? And, you know, I totally was unprepared for that question, completely floored, tears in my eyes. And thinking on the fly, I just said to her, Caroline, honey, don't worry. Mommy's got a plan. 
and you're all set. You don't have to worry about this. I was completely lying through my teeth. I had no plan. I had no idea that she was worried about the day when she was going to have to do what I was doing. And she was watching me break my back and work so hard. And if you don't think that your other children are, are taking all of this in and, you know, worrying about these things, they are. So you do need a plan, whether you think that they want to do it or don't want to do it, whether you want them to do it or don't want them to do it, it doesn't matter. You need a plan and you need to communicate that plan. And it starts young. It has to be age-appropriate communication, of course, but it starts young and you need to work through that and figure out what is, you know, what is your plan going to be? And then how can you bring that forward to them so that they're not always thinking about it and, you know, concerned with what's their life going to look like when they're your age and their sibling grows up. Of course, that's a little different if you don't have other children, but for me, that was what I was facing with my youngest, Caroline. So on that note, and on that horrible, you know, thought, (laughs) I'm going to leave you thinking about the six things that I want to have you put on your checklist. Inventory your assets and your debts. Check the people in your documents. And if you don't have documents yet, that's okay. Just start thinking about your people and start thinking about getting documents together. Have there been any major changes in the law? Have there been any any changes in your family? Write down your wishes or rewrite those wishes and talk to your family about your plan. So this is the best time to review your plan or even just get started on planning because I love a plan. I love a checklist. Never met a checklist I didn't love. And if you are anything like me, this will bring a little bit of a feeling of control into your life and give you that warm and cozy feeling that even though sometimes our lives do feel a bit out of control and do feel overwhelming, a bit of planning can go a long, long way. And at this time of year, when, especially since the pandemic just marches on and on and on, and so much is out of our hands, this part of our lives can be within our control. So I hope that you all have a wonderful holiday season. I wanted to just express my gratitude to all of you for listening this year. I hope that you will all join me in the new year to another season of Parenting Impossible. This podcast has been such a joy and I have loved every minute of being with all of you. Thank you so much for listening. Be well. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I just wanted to take a second to say how much I appreciate you taking the time to listen to these podcasts. 
I'm having a blast doing them, and I hope that you're finding the content to be what you were really hoping. If you are, please take a second to leave a rating and a review. It's so helpful in getting this content out to people who really need to hear it. Thank you so much.